What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast, a.k.a. Red Table Talk with Nathan Mitchell and Christina. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, this is certainly not Red Table Talk, but this is this is going to start off with us giving Jada Pickett, Jada Pinkett, what did I say, Pickett, like a fence? Pinkett. Pinkett. It's pink it. Is it pink it? Because now I feel like it sounds weird. Because we're it's, it's, right, right, right. It's, it's one of the, it's yeah. the headphones. It's the headphones. <laughs> yeah, I think it is Pinkett. But Christina, if you listened to the last episode, <clears throat> Christina was talking about how she wanted to listen to a podcast with Jay Shetty. It is Pinkett. Jay Shetty and Jada Pinkett. Mm-hmm. Smith. Smith. And uh, I was already disgusted by it because I felt some type of way about it, which I, my skeptical. Had you or I get the world. Like, I, I'm no just one's giving her any grace. I'm just a cynic. Hmm? I said you and the world because no one's giving her any. No, 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 no. I, I actually, after you said what you said, if what you said is true, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I I feel comfortable with giving her grace. No, what I'm saying prior to this. Oh, prior you to you and the world were skeptical because no one has been giving her any grace. Well, I've been listening to podcasts since that that Jay Shetty release, and I don't know if people were listening to it or they're just reacting from. Or maybe her I think, putting out a book and, and saying what she said to Will. I I want to say it should be out now. Okay, because right? if people are reading the book, then people would be toning down the attacks on her. Well, here's the fucked up part: no one's gonna read the book. Yeah, no one's gonna read the book, and, and, and it's not because it's her; it's because everyone people just reacts read. to the headlines <laughs> for the most part, right? And the, <laughs> no one reads. Reading deeper into things and coming up with an, no an objective fun. analysis yeah. is not fun. It's more fun to react to. The headline, which was, she said this about mm-hmm. Tupac. She said this about not being officially <clears throat> married, separated. Yeah, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. of course, they're officially married, but they're separated. And they've been mm-hmm. at this for X amount of years. People are going to react to that and then add that into everything that we feel about Will. All the things that we feel about Will. Yeah. And then turn it on her and say that she's a monster and yada, 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 and mm-hmm. you know, all these other things. But, but... You are going to take the floor and you are going to kind of shed some light on what you discovered about her after checking out the interview yeah. with her and JJ, JJ Shed, Shady. <laughs> oh, is that, is that what we're calling him? You know what it is? I keep backing out of his last name because I, 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 I just have a hard time with it. Shetty. Shetty or Shetty? Shetty. Okay. <laughs> the way you do this thing. What? What thing? Bad thing. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Overcomplicated. All right. All right. So last episode, uh, I kind of came down hard on her and I'm still a little bit of a skeptic only because, because I'm Because of the headlines too. And because of the headlines. And, 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 and I'm, I still only feel, well, I, I feel more neutral than anything. Okay. But primarily because these are celebrities. These are entertainers at the end of the day. Uh-huh. And I'm in a place where I believe nothing. I think everything is planned out. I think everything is done for the clicks mm-hmm. because that's that's the currency. The currency is no longer who can sell the most box offices, who who can uh, uh, sell the more most albums and mm-hmm. things like that. It's all about who gets the most clicks. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> where we are: clicks, retweets, likes. That's the social currency. So, with that, I just have this in the back of my head that 
all of this, all of this could just be a part of a plan just to keep us doing what we're doing now. And, and it could be. Attention. But it's something to talk about. It and and it's... Not to say that it's not. I, right. I don't know what's to come. But what's been in the headlines or the fun the internet is having with Jada doesn't really line up with what I heard in the interview with Jay. And apparently what's in the book mm -hmm. is not how the world perceives her. Correct. Or her and Will's relationship. Correct. We have this idea in our mind, with, not with no reason. Mm -hmm. And she, she also expresses that in the interview, and mm -hmm. I, I guess in the book too, that she understands how people have run with this narrative of what we believe their relationship is. Right. And because they have, you know, withheld information from the public because mm -hmm. it's their personal life at the Correct. end of the day. So they have allowed people to come up with this narrative and now not to clear her name so much, but just to speak her truth. Mm -hmm. This book is like her kind of giving the world the truth mm -hmm. about her life, about their relationship and about the things that we think are one thing, but in actuality, it really wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. So what were we talking about in the last episode exactly? So, was it where she said that they weren't together? Correct. Well, <clears throat> that they are together, officially married, but they have been separated, separated. for seven years. And, and my idea behind it was this was just another nail in the, in the coffin yes. for Will. Just to solidify that everything that he did could have been for no reason him oh, being yeah, sunned yeah, or yeah. cucked or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it may be. So apparently what she says in the interview, and I'm assuming what she talks about in the book, I have not read the book. And I, as for now, I have no interest in reading it, but maybe one day I will. But she was saying that when her and Will, cause she has that red table mm -hmm. that she does with her mother and her daughter, when she went to the red table to talk about the alleged what people think was an affair that she had right. with the the famous entanglement with August Alcina, the mm -hmm. entanglement, right? So she her intentions, and I'm assuming at the time she wanted to do this red table to explain herself was because I guess August Alcina was coming out with his version of. Correct. The events. Right around right around that same time after it was brought to the public's attention at Red Table Talk, mm -hmm. August Alcina came out with an album okay. that kind of highlighted okay. and told everything. That so was I'm guessing she wanted to kind of like get ahead of it, mm -hmm. knowing what was coming. Right. Because chances are if he has an album, mm -hmm. right, that was already recorded. That was already right. mixed mastered put through the system, you know, whatever. It's not like it was just done and it just no. released overnight. Right. So her intention with coming to the red table, what she's saying in her interview with Jay Shetty is she was coming to say, explain about the entanglement, but also express that her and Will at the time of this happening with August, mm -hmm. they were not together. Mm -hmm. And she was going to say that to the world. But, her intention was to come to the red table by herself. And she said last minute that Will wanted to go with her because he wanted to support her. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay. 
But then he also wasn't ready, she said, to tell the world that they weren't together. And this has been for the past seven years. And so she said at the moment that she wanted to respect his wishes. And in respecting his wishes, she understood that it was going to come with some backlash because she really couldn't tell the whole truth. Correct. That they were actually not together. Right. This wasn't some sort of affair. So now it's all on her. It's all on her in August. They look like terrible people. More so her. More so her. Because the the one thing that we don't want to forget about the August Alcina thing, which was kind of uh, uh, probably the, the... the most gross thing about all of it was he was in their home as a friend of the son, allegedly. Right. And she didn't get into that in the interview. I don't know if she gets into that in the book. It's possible. Like addiction issues or something. Right. Or, or, or was if it wasn't addiction, it was some him. sort of therapy. Like he needed something. <clears throat> he was going through something and he was in their home. Yep. Which then set all this up. And that that was another part of it that made her look like. I don't want to say monster, but it just made her look like a manipulator. Yeah, like almost like a predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like gross. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also deeper than that, she gets into, I'm guessing around that time, she had come out of this dark space. Okay, right. Where she was overcoming, you know, suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she had struggled with addiction or not, but she was in this dark space, she said, around her 40th birthday where she even contemplated suicide. Um, and I'm guessing timeline wise, her entanglement with August seemed to be maybe when she came out of this space, this Mm -hmm. dark space where maybe she felt like she could help him. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's maybe how that that relationship transpired, but also her and Will were not together and she doesn't come out. I think she just mentioned like we were both living our own lives, mm-hmm. meaning he was probably doing his own thing, rightfully like so. Mm-hmm. But it's not her place to speak on that. Right. But it's just like, you know, she made it very clear, like when this was going on with August, Will was over here living his life mm-hmm. too. So it wasn't like he was home while she was out fucking August Alcina. Mm-hmm. Like they were separated and they were each doing their own thing. Right. But Will apparently wasn't ready to say that to the world when they were at this red table. And so she said, you know, she just swallowed the aftermath of that out of respect for him. For him. Correct. Right. So a lot of the interview, it's pretty long, like two hours long. It's like she talks about, you know, just her life and this, it sheds light on you know, her life and her life struggles and a lot of the things that people don't know about her, a lot of things that people don't know about her and her relationship with Will, her and her children, her and her mother, Mm -hmm. like all these things that make her seem more human, Mm -hmm. not the way that the media portrays her. And just that she genuinely, she wrote this book in hopes to help other people get out of the dark hole that she, dark holes that she's been in throughout her life. Gotcha. And the way she went about doing that. Gotcha. And like this like conspiracy theorist, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me felt like I I feel like that's why the media and they, whoever they are, like bash her because she spoke a lot about like plant medicine and how ayahuasca Mm. helped her, Mm. you know, get out of the suicide track Mm -hmm. mental thoughts that she was on. And I'm like, you know, because no one 
wants people to really heal. Like they, I say they, whoever they are. Right. You know, and she's talking about how she used these holistic methods Mm -hmm. and, you know, different ways to heal herself. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that's a reason why she's portrayed as like this crazy person because that shit works. Right. And there's a good amount of research that backs this up that think that psychedelics yes ketamine different things like that you know in controlled environments has been exactly known to help people and mainly the the research is behind people that suffer from ptsd so you're talking about veterans and things like that that or or we say we say ptsd and we think of veterans not Mm -hmm. to say veterans don't have ptsd but it's just like a lot of people have ptsd for many different reasons but we collectively don't recognize PTSD aside from like our vision of like, it must be a veterans thing. If you didn't go to war, why are you complaining about PTSD? But life, yeah, life is, you know, yeah. gives that to people. Life can be very traumatic for, <laughs> for a some lot people. of people. Well, right. that's, that's the fortunate sustaining things like that. Like anyone that has lived in a traumatic home or, or has had a traumatic life would be less likely, I would believe, less likely to dismiss the idea of just a civilian having some sort of PTSD from something that occurred in their life outside of that. But if you're someone that hasn't gone through much shit and... I don't know. I kind of feel the opposite. I kind of feel like people who have had traumatic home experiences Mm -hmm. are quick to dismiss them and be like, it wasn't that bad. Right. And also there's this oh, aspect okay. of like, then you have to admit that you had a fucked up upbringing. Well, that's a lot of veterans too. Right. A lot, of, ve- a like lot of veterans dismiss of, it. Yeah, the, the, because, the ones that admit to having PTSD typically are ready to a, admit that and then seek help. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of them don't, which is yeah. why drug and alcohol abuse is right. so high. Correct. And then suicide is... Yeah crazy yeah. high for veterans is because they're 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 accepting what took place in their it pushing is, it, it to the side it and, right, yeah right 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 yeah ah yeah it's a slippery slope right slippery slope but from what you're saying is the they's and, and i guess if we had to put a they on anybody it would probably be big pharma right right they don't want people to get better because the money mm-hmm. isn't getting people better the money is getting people to feel Stay better like alive treat, and fucked up treat the symptom but not the problem <laughs> yeah. right right and that, that that way we can keep you going because at the end of the day they're they're drug dealers mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. no drug dealer wants their their to get better junkie yeah. to get better no no no, no. i i want <laughs> you to stay needing what i'm, I'm giving you giving out right so yeah. that way you can keep lining my pockets yeah and it's unfortunate but that's just a part of capitalism and that's the, the way the game goes and so yeah i i can see a world where possibly uh they want to silence anyone out there that has a large enough platform in order to help guide people into getting better it, especially because if you are someone that is suffering with any sort of um for lack of better terms i'm just going to say uh, i don't want to say mental illness because that just sounds so it sounds I like say a pejorative. mental health mental issues, health mental health issue right it's right. just like Every fucking body right. so, to a okay. degree. That's better. That's better. So if you're dealing with any sort of mental illness, I would imagine that you're going to gravitate towards someone that has a solution for you. So why 
why wouldn't you make that person seem crazy or out of pocket or irresponsible if you don't want their voice heard? That would be the, the best way to do it. Right. And that and also this is also like a big reason why I also feel like people don't want to give her and Will any grace. Mm-hmm. Like they are actually, in my opinion, a true definition of what marriage and life partnership looks like. Like when you say, you know, for better or worse, mm-hmm. through sickness and health, it means That's what you're saying. all the seasons of life, all the ups and downs, right. all the versions of yourself, all all the crazy shit. Whether that means you maybe live life apart sometimes, maybe, you know, you say you're not together, but you're still doing life, but maybe not romantically, but maybe one day you'll come back to that. Like, to me, that's what that means. And that's what they're doing. Because she said, you know, we're quote unquote not together, but they're still doing life together. You know, they don't have any desire to divorce because they're still life partners. And like. They're there to support each other through all the things. And like, that's real. Like, I think like that's a true definition. And we also, we're not ready for that collectively. Yeah. Like, like, oh, marriage. We have an idea of what marriage is supposed to look like. It's just like a one mold thing. Yeah, and, and, if anything, and if anything is outside <clears throat> of that mold, we just want to throw it all away, say it's yeah. worthless. Or and, it's and crazy it and it's toxic or it's dysfunctional. And that's what she said. She's like, you know, we do not have a traditional relationship. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm not saying that this is the way where everyone's marriage should look this way, but this is the way our marriage looks. And, you know, there's another way that marriage can look. Right. Where it's just like, you're there to support each other, mm-hmm. however that looks. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. For them. Right. <laughs> and maybe for other people, yeah, yeah, who, for other people. who can't even imagine that being an option because we don't present that to people. Or we present otherwise. Or we bash well, and, anything and the, else. The reason why this works is because it appears that they are both comfortable with the way it's unfolding. It's not one person is uncomfortable or, 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 or taking not it even hit. they're comfortable, but like they're willing to navigate it. Okay. Right. And I think that's big. Like just cause you're doing it doesn't mean it feels good. I, I guess what I was trying to say was it doesn't seem like one person is doing something that they absolutely don't want to do. And they're just doing it because they're doing it for the love of the partner because that, that, that is a big deal. If one person is just miserable and going through it just to go through it because of the love of the partner, I don't think that's a, that's a fair exchange. Now, if you're, what you're saying is, is that if you're uncomfortable, but it's still working for you and it's not tearing you apart or it's not, you know, going against completely your morals, ethics, values, and it's not keeping you up at night, then, then, I guess that's just mm-hmm. kind of a part of the struggle, the journey, whatever you want to call it. But if someone is just like, ah, oh, God, this is completely tearing me apart, then then I I would say that that's one side and that wouldn't be too fair. I guess to that I say that's objective and it would depend. Because it's like sometimes I feel like 
things in our relationships, especially romantic relationships, quote unquote, are tearing us apart. But that doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing in respect to what the other person's doing. Sometimes that's it's tearing us apart because we need to heal and grow. Okay. And that's why I say it's subjective. Okay. I'm not because I'm not saying, oh, you know, your partner wants to go out and fuck the world, literally. And you just have to sit at home and let them Eat do that. their thing because they want to do that. Right. And they're, yeah, and they want to live that experience and they're expecting you to stick by their side. No, that, I mean, unless you're cool with that <laughs> or want to help them navigate that, that's on you. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like relationships bring things up in us that really do fuck us up. But because they're supposed to, because we're supposed to grow from that personally. All right. And that we're quick to like run from that, shut that down and be like, okay, this, this is not going to work. And it's just like, no, you need to sit in this. It mm-hmm. hurts because you're supposed to grow from it. Yeah. Because it's for your betterment. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know. Well, I, I kind of want to backtrack and I want to get on what Jada was saying. And the, the first thing I want to, I want to talk about is the whole, you know, no one's business and yada, yada, yada. It, it, I think that's safe to say all that, all that gets thrown out the window <clears throat> when you make it public business. So you open up the door for people to speculate, for people to, uh, uh, or you create their own story. When they assume, create their own story. Right, and right, you, right. And you just yeah, have to yeah, be okay yeah, with yeah. it. Right. It's just like anything that we say here, if someone has something to say, I, I can't get upset at what someone said or or if someone got it wrong because of the way they interpreted it or or maybe we kind of open up the door enough to allow people to create their own narrative. create their own narrative yeah. but then we didn't give it all out then then that's fine yeah. and, and that comes with the territory of that and I think they actually handled it pretty well considering if what she's saying is true and moving forward I want to continue this conversation with the idea that I believe what she said on Jay Shetty's podcast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because right, I right. right now we don't have any other reason not to believe her because mm-hmm, Will mm-hmm. hasn't spoken out about anything to to go against it that I know <clears> of. <throat> so I'm going with the idea that she was trying to hold him down, hold the marriage down, hold the bond down, respect his decision to not let the world know their ultimate secret, which was, hey, we we, we actually been mm-hmm. separated we share a home and we share a life together and that's just a part of how we're deciding to do things because mm-hmm. from what she put it we're life partners mm-hmm. so we're in this life thing together it's just as, as far as us having this sacred bond where we're sharing everything including our bodies together we decided they were going to go our separate mm-hmm. and it wasn't an open relationship this no. was a yeah, separation. she said that's another thing she said they've never had an open marriage right she said the world just doesn't know that at points in time they were separated. Mm-hmm. So seemingly what seemed like an open marriage was no, we just were not together. Which then ties into <clears throat> what was also said about Chris Rock at some point tried to hit up how yeah. her when he found out years ago that they were, were not together. separated. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And and she shot, supposedly shot him down. So if we're, if we're going based on that, which I am, then it looks like she was actually being more of a protector than anything mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes Will look like a dick. Yeah. yeah. Because here she is 
holding him down, yeah. dying on the hill, uh-huh. taking, taking everything, all the heat. Taking yeah. all the heat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he gets to look like and the didn't victim say anything. Yeah. when it, <clears throat> it, it's... He wasn't. It, yeah, he's, he's not. He just kind of let her... I know. Take the fall. And now, she didn't speak to that. Because wait, wait, obviously, she, you know. Because if, if you hold someone down, you got to hold someone hold down. All through you, and you, through. Just got, you just got to take yeah. it and that's, on She the just chain. said, she's like, you know, I understood what was going to come with that. Mm-hmm. I accepted it because I it was more important for me to respect where he was at. And, and she left it at that. And, and what's so dope about that is she played her position. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, that's Will Smith. So if the, if his PR team, if his handler, yeah. if he's deciding, hey, this is this is going to ruin my image. Mm-hmm. I think I would rather look like the victim than yeah. to look like that we're doing this <laughs> <Yeah>. weird old <laughs> fuddy duddy stuff. I'm a Scientologist and all this other stuff in order to to keep the money coming in. Then yeah. we need to do it this way. And she also said, you know, which I respected. She was like, you know, that situation provided me an opportunity to actually learn how to not care what people think about me. Mm-hmm. So she took that, holding him down, and also taking he as a growth opportunity for her to be like, I don't give a fuck. I know who I am. I know what's going on at home. You all can say what you want to say. I know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so she said that that helped her be more solid with herself. So I respected that. Right. Right. So this was our little bit trying to give her some sort of. <laughs> talking all the shit about redemption Jada. and talking <laughs> shit and, and again who who really knows who really knows but you know this just goes to show that i guess if you're committed to what your life looks like and you're committed to following through with the greater good of you all and for, by you all in this case is will and jada but it, but it could be it could be anybody sometimes you have to take these hits in order mm-hmm. to achieve the ultimate goal or whatever it is you're looking for mm-hmm. and and i'm sure once they played everything out it just made more sense and and this is where we yeah. are now and it looks like she's exposing a lot and i, I wonder how people are going to respond to that, I wonder if people are just going to double down and say, no, she's a liar, a manipulator, yada, yada, yada. I wonder if he's going to come out and say something and say, hey, you know what? She's she's right. Mm-hmm. This, this is, yeah. we're, we're, we're in this together now. And this is what it was. This is what it is. So. But when I, when I hear things or see things about her mm-hmm. that people are saying on the Internet, I'm like, oh, you, you, you must have not read the book Still? or really listened to it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I see certain things, like mm-hmm. certain things. I'm like, oh, these people really are just still playing on the headlines and they really have not listened to it or. Yeah, because why? Right. That takes too much time, too much time to listen to a, <clears throat> what two hour podcast, too much time to pick up a book and read it yeah, or even listen it to it on an audio book. where we're at. It's just like. <sighs> Well, that and no one wants to do it because then you don't want to look wrong. Right? Because now everything you said, now you have to just wear that. So yeah, it's but just, you also look stupid because at the end of the day, here's all here's more information mm-hmm. that's like negating everything you've said. Like get on board. 
And it's okay to be like, hey, you know what? I jumped the gun. That's more respectful. But maybe people don't give a fuck about but that. The world doesn't do that. I mean, look, look where we are right now. And and I know I'm, I'm going to kind of go off track a little bit. And uh, before I do that, I, I want to make it clear this is not a political podcast, and this is certainly not a geopolitical podcast. And we are not experts, and we don't know anything. We're just regular-ass people that just kind of, I guess, have our opinions just like everybody else does. But without talking about our opinions on the situation, I'm just comparing it to this world event that's happening between Palestine, Israel, Gaza, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And... You see it even with that, even with something that matters, even with lives at stake, right? People dying, future war, whatever it may be. People still don't take the time to sit down and actually try to understand what is going on mm -hmm. the best way that they can. Yeah. People still are just only reading the headlines. And retweeting things, even the things that they retweet or they like or comment on isn't even accurate to what they're retweeting, comment on. We're seeing it with celebrities. We're seeing it with people posting pictures saying peace here, but that's actually a picture from somewhere else and a completely different thing. Going with the headlines, going, trusting the mainstream media, which we know doesn't tell us the truth all the mm -hmm. time. Not to say that there are always lying but it's just a good idea to try to look at other outlets even if it means looking at bbc or whatever it may be mm -hmm. just to try to get the correct information but just to apply that to just anything in life like just don't take things for face value yeah and we just do that and then we run with it and then after we do that a lot of times people just take sides and they stick with that side and they're ride or die with that side no matter what and it gets to a point where even when you try to have a conversation with someone that's on the other side, you're already so shut off that there is no understanding or trying to find a middle ground. It no. is 100% me versus you. Mm. And that even translates to people in relationships where you have people that are trying to figure something out and just trying to sit down and have a conversation it's already a failed conversation mm -hmm. because it's me versus you. Yeah. I'm right. You're wrong. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that's just a human nature thing. I think there's just yeah. something in us. I think it's just we're so tribal by nature that we just want our side to be right. We want to be right. We want everything that comes out of our mouths or anything that we type into the to the internet to be gold and we for the most part will settle for nothing less mm -hmm. so even if we're given the opportunity to see the truth about something or or even given the opportunity to to listen for understanding it's nope completely shut off and i think that we just see it now at scale because we have all these platforms where we can see everyone doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and I think it's just a human flaw. And I, I really don't think there's any way around it. Right. Other than some sort of AI or some sort of, uh, I don't know, chip that we could have put in our heads that then can spot the bullshit and go, hey, this person actually feels this way, but they're saying this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm sure you've been in situations, because I know I've been in these situa situations where 
I just want to be right. And so even though I might feel some type of way, <laughs> what comes out of my mouth might be the opposite of what I feel, but I just want I just want to win. You know, mm-hmm. even even if it means ultimately I'm going to lose. Like right. I just want to win. Yeah. You know. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't I think that's where a huge, you know, a spot where we could grow collectively. But I think that starts on the micro level mm-hmm. and it would take a long time, but I think it's possible. You know, you're, you've taught me that a lot, just like being objective and not double downing on something just because you feel some type of way, but that's hard. It's hard to do, but it's possible. But I, I'm being more mindful of like, when I speak, I'm like, am I really listening or am I just, I just want to say what I want to say. Yeah. Waiting for your turn to speak. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a victim of it too. There, there, there are times where I do it and <clears throat> then I have to sit, think and evaluate and go, did I really just do that? Or is it, you know, is it me? Is it them? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. it's just like, what a gift we could give our children if we could teach them that from a young age to like start there. Yeah. You know, like I think about that. Mm-hmm. I think about the baby mm-hmm. and like all the things that I I want to attempt to instill in her mm-hmm. to help her, you know, in life in the long run. That's one of the things I think about. Yeah. Listening to understand. Yeah. Waiting to respond. Yeah. I think one of the best things that I was taught, and this was when I was in the military, it was he who talks last loses. Mm-hmm. And that just stuck with me. Yeah. It just stuck with me. I don't, I don't know if it's something that he came up with or if it was a quote that, you know, he got from somewhere else, but it was such a wise thing to say. And, and I never forgot it. And he didn't even explain it. It was just one of those things you hear and you just sit on it. <laughs> yeah. Like a like a lyric and a song. And then a <laughs> yeah. little bit later you go, oh. Right. Shit. In moments you're like, that's oh, what, that's what that's that what means. Yeah. And then you try to apply it to an argument. And then you find out that if it actually feels good to not get the last word. <laughs> to just let that other person get the last word. And then now they get to sit in what the fuck they just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right or wrong and they don't even know how you feel about it <laughs> right. because yeah, at the end of the day i don't think they it don't matters. even care yeah, how you feel yeah, about it yeah they just want you to feel what they feel right or wrong a lot of times not all the times but a lot of times yeah and um i don't know they just they just, they just stuck sometimes it's just good just to look someone in the eye and breathe and just say nothing say nothing <laughs> say nothing it's Especially, especially if, and it feels great, especially when you know 100% of you're right. Objectively, mm-hmm. you're right. And that's the beauty of it too. If you could get into that objective state of mind, then the times you're right, you know you're right. You know you're right. Yeah, and that's And you're, all you're arguing with yeah. someone that doesn't even know what they're talking about. And there's no greater feeling than looking them in the eye after they said what they said and say nothing, hold eye contact, and then walk away. <laughs> it feels great. It feels great because they don't know what the fuck just happened. Because <laughs> nine times out of ten, they're trying to talk it out. They're trying <laughs> yeah, to figure right, it out. Right. And you just left them. And they don't know what to do. <laughs> or they feel like they won. 
and you know you want, <laughs> yeah. and that actually makes you feel better because more than likely they're going to go, they're going to look it up or do whatever, and they're going to be like, oh, damn, fuck. son of a like bitch, <laughs> like an asshole. Yeah, he who talks last loses. Great, great, great. So another situation where someone is clearly doing something wrong, clearly doing something wrong, and they think that they're doing everything right and looking in the comments, it's, it's, it's pretty split where people think that he's doing something right and people think that he's doing something wrong. It's Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates was recently in the news for... Maybe on purpose, maybe not. Who the hell knows anymore? But he was in the news, so we're going to talk about it, for trying to teach his daughter how to drive a car. He posted himself in the, in the passenger seat. She's in the driver's seat, and it's uh, dad love or some, something, some, some little quote on the bottom of it where he's taking a little selfie thinking he's doing something righteous by teaching his daughter how to drive. And then you find out his daughter is a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> and not only is she in the driver's seat driving through what it looked like a city, because it, mm -hmm. this wasn't like a rural area. There they were, they were homes. It looked like a highway. It like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have a seatbelt on. <laughs> and he's, I'm here, you know, with, with my daughter. With my you know, I, I don't know what he said, but that was just the, the, the vibes that were put out. And so I took the time to read the comments, which I, I don't often do, but I, I just wanted to see like, where, where are people's heads with this? Mm -hmm. Because I see this and the first thing I think of, this is Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> this is like the Mrs. Doubtfire test. You know, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. It'd be perfect if, and I, I know because it's, it's such an old movie, a lot of people are probably going to miss a reference depending on what, what year you were born, but. That would be a good test whenever you're dating someone to figure out where their headspace is as far as what parenting looks like or even just where your morals, ethics, and values stand. How'd you feel about Mr. Dow? Yeah. Who was now the, today? Who was the bad yeah, guy? Yeah, exactly. In Mrs. <laughs> yeah. Because every story has a protagonist mm -hmm, and antagonist. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes the antagonist is portrayed as the main character, which then makes it seem like that they can actually be the protagonist almost like uh like a dexter mm -hmm. right dexter was a sociopath yeah sure he was doing some things that helped out, right, right? he was yeah. a vigilante mm -hmm. but he was still a sociopath serial killer right? yeah so the idea of his rooting from and there was there's this word i wish i could think of it i cannot think of it and i've tried to google it over and over and over again and i could not find it but there was a word in spanish and i want to say it's mexican spanish where it it's a word that states that in one word it's a, a antagonist that we root for as the protagonist even though they're not okay i i keep on i keep on thinking of the story alejandro isn't that a story i don't know okay I, my, my brain is probably tying a lot of things together i'm, I'm going to keep trying to find this word because I, I there is a word for it i thought it was really cool that they had a word for it and we did it or maybe we do and i just don't know it but if if we do, then maybe you guys kill me. I'm just a nigga from Cleveland. I don't know shit from shit. But I'll remember <laughs> it if you tell me. I promise. But um, uh, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire was not a good parent. Mm -mm. Not a good parent no. at all. And I know there are some people that will look at the movie and go, all he wanted to do was spend time with his kids. And he just right, wanted to see them. And he loved him. Yeah. He's a great dad. He would yeah. do anything for yeah. his children. Except anything. for do the right 
thing yeah. to be around the children. <laughs> because the yeah. beginning of the movie showed this man irresponsible. child being irresponsible. Unaccountable. And this was after, after he had already messed up Lost so many kids. other times. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And the, the wife finally said, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Enough's enough. I've had enough. I had enough. I need to keep you away from these children because you are going to lead them down You're the path. The, or, yeah. the wrong path. Right. And we root for him because we want him to be around his children. And he went as far as cross-dressing as an elderly woman, which is funny. It was a great movie. Funny movie. You root for him because you just want to see him interact with his children and they not know that it's him. And it even like, even if you, even when as an adult, you look at the reaction of the children, like they're thrown off. Like, mm-hmm. what, the f- what, what do I think of this? Like, what is yeah, going on? This is on? not okay. Yeah. Right. The mom meets James Bond and he's <laughs> a good guy. Yeah. He's got a good career and Mrs. Doubtfire is doing evil shit. Tried to, you know. And we're rooting for that too. We're rooting for that. Right, right, right. He, he was allergic to peppers. Tried to kill him. Right. He tried to kill him. And then he and we loved ripped it. the Mercedes emblem off his. Right. It. And we loved it. And we rooted for this piece of shit. Yeah. Right? Psychopath. Right. <laughs> right. 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 He right. should have been locked up. So I say all that to say there should 100% be a series of questions that you just ask. And they're just innocent questions. And, and I think by answering the way people answer those questions, you could probably get a real feel of how they ultimately <laughs> think. Because anyone that looked at Mrs. Doubtfire and thought that this was a courageous man that was trying to spend time with his kids <laughs> and that's it, that person <laughs> yeah. would put their 11, 10 year old, 11 or 10 year old in the driver's seat, in a driver's seat, in a vehicle and teach them how to drive. Yeah. Now, I, I do know of people that learn how to drive early on in life, earlier than the legal mm-hmm, age mm-hmm. of what, 15, 15 and a half, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But typically that's done in a more rural area where it's a little bit safer, right? You're more than likely not going to run into anything. Yeah. In a rural area. You're more than likely not going to get into or a head-on collision. you're not on the road. Yeah, you're not on the road with like other that. people. Right. <laughs> but, God damn. Yeah. And so, and so. Or, or, or keep that to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, that's fine. Like, you know what? To each their own. If you think it's appropriate to teach your 10-year-old how to drive, no one else needs to know about it. Why not? And that that would be while that's irresponsible, mm-hmm. the responsible piece would be don't share it with the you world. Don't share it with yeah. so many layers of yeah. wrong, wrong, right. wrong, wrong. Yeah. First of all, you're doing something that that's illegal. illegal. That's sound Number like a killjoy. Yeah. That's sound like a killjoy. But that's wrong for a reason. And, and also, and because then, some things are illegal for no fucking reason. It's illegal for a reason. for a reason, right? <laughs> but but even with that, like that layered you're now teaching your child it's okay to do something right it's okay to break the law right so you're you're teaching your child that thing Mm -hmm. which the laws don't matter seems innocent and it it might not go anywhere but it has a potential of of developing into something that could be bad right and then you're breaking the law for clicks for the likes which these children already have a problem with that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of our mental health issues stem from that, mm-hmm. that thing, that thing that you would do anything just for the, the likes, likes, just for the clicks. Yeah. 
even if it's breaking the law, mm-hmm. right? Then you have this safety issue that's taken in consideration <laughs> outside of the fact that she's being taught how to drive in what looks like an area where there might be other people. Mm-hmm. Other people might be at risk, right? right. But now she has no seatbelt on. So what happens? What happens if someone hits her? And it's not even her fault. Not even Obviously, her fault. yeah. What happens if the cops see her and now you have to interact with the police? <laughs> what, what happens there? irresponsible. It's just all nasty. And the only thing that people that I was seeing in comments that people could say was, but he's spending time with his daughter. Yeah, but so you could do that in so many other ways. You could ways. do that in so many other different ways. It's it's <laughs> that are not, not like, reckless. Exactly. It's not like it it was this situation where we can either learn how to drive or we can't spend any time together. Right. What? No, you could do anything. All the things. Anything. Yeah, anything. You could have even taught her how to drive in a rural area where she wasn't going to run anything. And not posted it. And not posted it. <laughs> but even then, even then. I know. Even then, that's still, I don't, I don't want to promote that, but good God. But it, yeah, it was split. It was split. And it just goes to show, and I, I know I said this time and time again, but it just goes to show that these people that we appoint as our quote unquote alphas, our leaders, like they're, they're, I don't want to say he's mentally ill, but they're, they're not, they're not that. They're frauds. They're frauds. That's crazy. You know? So I don't know. And clearly he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. Nope. Clearly. Nope. Nothing at all. So much so that he was proud of it. Proud of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. Ugh. Dad of the year. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not thinking for a moment that it's possible DCF might come knocking on your door. <laughs> yeah. As they fucking probably should. And then what? Because what else is what else is going on? And then what? Now you got DCF in your business. Now you have your daughter being questioned, questioned. And, and all this yeah. other stuff. Like what? Like what? What's, what's and happening? to have to be explained to her that's not okay. And then you and, and then dealing with that. opening that <sighs> gate, like, oh, my dad allows me to do things that are not okay. Well, why would my dad allow me to do that? And opening this can of. Ugh. Or or he plays a role of and and, and I, I don't know how I'm just speculating I'm just throwing scenarios out there and this is less about him because we don't give a fuck about Kevin Yates. no but this is just more talking about parents being irresponsible mm-hmm. and, and dragging their kids and shit but then what about this well you know what just just lie to him mm-hmm. then now now what so it's like it's just so many different rabbit holes <laughs> that could just open up open up but we as a people applaud it because hey look he's spending time. Which I get it. I get it. And and I'm I'm sure a lot of that is coming from people that didn't have fathers that spent time with them, Maybe. which is sad. So it's like, okay, well, I would have rather my dad have done at least this than have done nothing at all. But that's not the case. And that's not the case for most men that are with their children. Yeah. My parents are still married to this day. And <laughs> both my parents love me. My father loves me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> right. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I learned how to drive earlier than 15, but not at 10. Not at 10. Not at 10. No. I, no. I want I want to say oh, maybe like 14, 15 yeah. time frame. But but even then, I wasn't on the road. I was just 
pulling the car out the driveway and going into my neighbor's driveway. So it was like just kind of just getting the feel of putting in drive, let it, let it, you know, letting off the gas pedal and then hitting the brakes. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember being in the backyard setting up the um the parallel parking. Do mm-hmm. they do they still do that? Do they make kids parallel park? I believe to get your license. Okay. You'd, you'd need to No, not parallel park, three point turns. So I didn't have to parallel park for my license. See, and and the way we did it in Ohio was it wasn't like the traditional style of parallel. It was the movements of parallel parking, but it was confusing because it wasn't set up where you had a cone in front of you and a cone in the back of you pretending to be a car and there was a curve and now you had to mm-hmm. park there. It was uh, like four cones set up, like uh, almost like a rectangular position. Okay. And then you had another cone in front of it in the middle. So you had to start, if you, if you can imagine, you had to start like, if this was the cone here okay. and the four cones were back here and then you had to weave around that First, that singular cone. Oh. And then, yeah. And then park. Oh, my. In that rectangle. Yikes. So it was, you know, the same, same behavior, but it, because you didn't have a car in front of you and in the back of you, mm-hmm. it was weird because you just had to make sure that you were looking at the right cone. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was really weird. Yeah. We didn't have to do that. So I practiced that with trash cans and I did that over and over and over as I get obsessive with everything until I mastered it. And then, that's when, yeah. so, so I say all that to say, yes, there was a time where I was driving before the age of 15. However, it, it wasn't on the road and it, 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 it wasn't done that way. And your dad wasn't posting it on Instagram. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. So the last thing I want to talk about came from Instagram and um, we saw, or you shared a video with me. About a week or two ago, of some trash chick being ignorant to this dude that was kind enough to take her out on a date, but oh, took her yes. to Cheesecake, Cheesecake Factory, Factory, and she wanted to out this dude yes. by, I don't know if she was on FaceTime or Instagram Live or whatever, but she was trying to just put this dude out for being Ugh. broke and yada, 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 and all these other things, and who the hell does he think he is? And Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, it, it, I hope I didn't lose anybody, but there is a uh, trending topic out, tr- a trending topic out right now that involves dating, and it is highlighting how not all women, but some women are refusing certain first dates, <laughs> and and these women believe that their first date should be wined and dined in a nice restaurant top tier top tier because you're courting me uh-huh. so i need to make sure that you are a good suitor right for me yeah right um but the video that that you sent me was um a couple black woman probably like an indian guy look, they, they yeah. were an odd couple yeah right? look, it look it's, yeah it's it not did. something that you, no, you see all the time no he picked her up take her on a date Took her to Cheesecake Factory. She didn't like that she went to Cheesecake mm-hmm. Factory. She gets on Instagram Live. She's showing all her followers how uh, cheap this guy is, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. He was being a gentleman, trying to open up the door for her. She was said, she said, no, I'm not getting out. You need to take me somewhere else. 
<laughs> and he then actually did say, I actually plan to take you somewhere else. I had a mm-hmm. reservation. Mm-hmm. However, somewhere I showed nice. up to your house and you were an hour behind. You yeah. made me wait in the parking lot. And lost the reservation. For an hour. We yeah. lost the reservation. So now here we are at the Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. And she still refused to get out the, the vehicle. And he took her home. Mm-hmm. Guy was a hero. Right? <laughs> so... <laughs> following that, following that, there has been a list. I'm not going to go down this whole list, but I, I, I will highlight some of this stuff <laughs> on the list. There has been a list made by a group of women that have collectively decided that there are places that are off limits for first dates. Now, before I get to this list, <laughs> I want to make it understood where I stand in terms of what a first date should look like. Now, okay. I want to make myself clear. I am speaking to males and and f- females too, but I'm speaking to the idea of a, a male met whoever he's dating on a dating website does not know this person or it, it could just be a, a, a hookup or whatever. I'm, I'm just trying to just paint a picture that these two people do not know one another. Yeah. Right. So I don't know you, you don't know me and we're going to be meeting for the first time. Okay. Now I do not feel that it is necessary and or even appropriate to go all out for the first meet. I think, and this is how I dated, I think that the first actual meetup should be something a little bit less formal, right? Quick, quick and easy if it needs to be, and inexpensive if you decide to spend money on that person. Okay. I do not think that it is anyone's right to have someone spend money on you for the first meetup when all I should be spending on you is time. I don't know you. I, you don't, I don't know if you deserve any of this. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I don't even know if you deserve my time. So <laughs> I wouldn't have even have booked <laughs> a, a reservation. All, a, no, no, no. I'm talking about booked an all evening thing oh, of my oh, time okay, okay, for okay, the okay. first meetup. Okay. I think a first meetup. Like a slot. You would have I think a, window. a first meetup should be a slot window. <laughs> should be a slot window. <laughs> where where there is, there could be a hard out if there needed to be. <laughs> right. Just for, for, because for for both parties' sake, because you, uh-huh. you don't know me either, right. I might not be the one for you. So to then now gamble everything, your time and your money on the first date is ridiculous, especially if you're <laughs> dating multiple people. Because if you're yeah, on a dating app, dating, or if you're, if you're on, dating, right, 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 yeah, you're doing it. So, so what are you supposed to do? Go broke until you find the one, or not even go broke? I don't want to say that because I don't, I don't, I don't want anyone to think that. I'm talking to someone that is broke because I know people with money that still wouldn't do this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, why should I make that investment and I don't know you? The second date, maybe. Third date, I think, would be more appropriate to then do something because at that point, you've made a pretty good judgment in terms of who this person is and if you want to spend time with this person. Yeah. But can you imagine... The first time you're meeting with someone is at a restaurant and now you're stuck. Because how long is a restaurant? About about an hour, hour and a half? At least. Right. Yeah. Right. With someone that is boring, 
someone has a personality of a doorknob, someone you just <laughs> right. don't agree with on certain things yeah. and now things are awkward and now you have to sit through this thing and now you have to pick up their check. Right. For what? For what? So you've wasted time, time, which mm -hmm. to me is the most valuable resource of all. Yeah. Right. Which we're going to get back to that. But, and money. Mm -hmm. And for what? Mm -hmm. To deal with what, what that guy had to deal with. Can you imagine? Oh God. Can you imagine? If yeah. she showed up she, on time. Her attitude was so gross. It's nasty. It was so gross. It's nasty. Now, on this list, on this list, they have Cheesecake Factory is number one. And I, th I think that's just because that was a part of the video. So I, I think this is piggybacking off of the reaction yeah. of, of yeah. other people. And then it has Applebee's Chili Chipotle, yada, yada, yada. But uh, interesting. Chipotle. Chipotle is not a restaurant. Right. <laughs> Now, it does say the movies, which that's a duh. Your house, okay. But then they also have Starbucks as somewhere, or, or it's Starbucks, and then it says coffee dates, ice cream dates. I, I, think, <laughs> I think those are perfect. That is fucking perfect. I don't know you. I don't even know if you are the person that I think that I have been speaking to. <laughs> right. I think it is a perfect setup. Hey, can we meet at Starbucks uh, for our lunch or whatever? You know what? I think this is where I envision people having an issue with this. Mm -hmm. I envision people being set up by mutual friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I envision the way once upon a time things used to be maybe where, you know, we have mutual friends. Right. We've never met each other. And mm -hmm. so-and-so is like, you would be perfect for each other. You know, you should go on a date. I could imagine at that point, because you have people in common, especially mm -hmm. where you might want to plan like a nice date mm -hmm. because People are saying you might hit it off. And then you also are going to go back to the same people and talk about this. So that may be where I go. Okay, you might want to do something a little bit nicer if someone is setting you up mutual. Maybe. Okay, maybe. I go maybe. maybe. That's where I say okay. But to meet someone on a dating app to your point mm -hmm. where chances are you're going on multiple dates mm -hmm. even within the same evening but especially during the same week mm -hmm. and to plan a fancy dinner for each one of these dates is fucking crazy and i speak to that as a woman mm -hmm. so i i agree with you i think a coffee date is fair i think a grab a drink is fair mm -hmm. I think a happy hour at Cheesecake Factory is fair to say, let's meet, see what happens here, and then we go from there. Right. To me, what happens on a second date if we hit it off on this first meetup is more telling than what happened in the first quote unquote date, if you could even call that a date. Right. At that's how I feel. Correct. If if I if we have a good <sighs> Okay, here's another thing too. I think it depends who you're speaking to. Some people don't have a problem with Cheesecake Factory. Well, and and when I first saw the video, 
I know I know Cheesecake Factory isn't fine whining and dining. And and I and I don't want to get on this platform and toot our own horn, but you and I, you and I have been to plenty of restaurants that people will never hear of. <laughs> right. That yeah. people will never hear of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it, it just is like we when we eat good, we eat yeah. we eat good. Yeah. Right. You and I would never go to a cheesecake factory. No, never. Not not for cheesecake. But not because but, I'm shitting. I've been, not, no, I've no, no, enjoyed no. cheesecake factory. No, 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 no. no. Not to shit. But on we it. wouldn't. Not to shit on it. We wouldn't get a babysitter and waste and our to time che- to go to the cheesecake no, factory. No, no, no. With all due respect, we wouldn't do that. But we I do don't. That. But I don't think there's anything wrong with cheesecake factory. I do not think there's anything wrong with it, and yeah. I think it's perfectly, perfectly appropriate to if you're gonna take someone out to eat that you don't know. This is a good start. Yeah, I don't disagree this with that. This is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, but I was going to say. But I, I, I wouldn't do that. That if I met up with a man mm-hmm. that I met on a dating app mm-hmm. as a first meetup, we, we met at a brewery at mm-hmm. our first meetup. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super appropriate. Mm-hmm. I had no issue. I took mm-hmm. no issue with that. If our second date or I'm going to call the first thing a meetup. I don't even want to call it a date because I don't think it's really a date. Okay. Semantics. I, I think, yeah. I, I feel like a date is that. Mm-hmm. Like a, a nice outing. Mm-hmm. If you would have taken me to Cheesecake Factory on our second date, I may have had an issue with that. Okay. Fair enough. For me. I, I wouldn't done it, not because not because I think I'm above Cheesecake Factory, but just I just... I if you said to me, to do that. let's meet at Cheesecake Factory for happy hour and then we'll go to dinner, mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, cool. And and watch this. To be clear, our second date wasn't, it wasn't anything that was a normal thing, right? Before we met, we did a lot of communicating with one our, another. Before we met the first before time. Before we met the first time. Yeah. A lot of communicating w- with one another. The, the meetup in person was just to solidify that this was a real thing. Yeah. That this was a, a human being I could sit in front of, I could keep eye that contact with. the conversation with. was going to be whatever we, what it had been. Right. We could keep, yeah, keep the conversation person. going. Yeah. Right. And because that's a completely different vibe. And pe- people don't understand it. And, and anyone that has been in a situation where you've dated multiple people, you would find out that a lot of people are not effective communicators. It's very easy to sound like an intelligent, effective communicator witty. through yeah. witty, through text message, because you have all the time in the world to respond. You have all the time in the world to, to look things up or whatever it may be. And you even have that over the phone because people don't have to maintain eye contact over the phone. They don't have to worry about what their mm-hmm. body's doing or how they look or, you know, be in their head when you're, when you're on the phone. The phone is a little bit easier. In person, it's a completely different world. And then there's this energy thing that, that, yeah, that takes you have place, to see. which I think yeah. is, is very important. And then after that, we spent some time apart. We got some time to think. And then, then when we came back to each other, we were locked in, which I think is the most important thing. It was, oh, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was taking a risk by investing money in you i'm already willing to invest time in you which you know with me my time was more mm-hmm. valuable than anything mm-hmm. and i your time was the same way we were both very very busy people yeah so for me to carve out an hour or two of my time right to spend with you when i could have been doing 
anything so else. So many in the world. other things. So many other yeah. things that that I needed to get done that I would have you know wanted to also do. I think that that was the most important thing, mm-hmm. and that was the most important thing for you as well because right. you had priorities. Uh, I didn't feel like I was sacrificing money or taking a big risk because I had already made it in, I had already made a decision in my head that I'm pursuing something more with you. This wasn't still trying to feel this thing out. Yeah. And I think that's where people get it fucked up. True. Is, yeah. is you're asking for uh, typically uh, 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 females are asking for males to make a commitment and we haven't even decided, mm-hmm. it, you know, what this is going to be. You're asking me to yeah. commit to you and commit to my wallet to you yeah. and investing you when we haven't even made it a clear understanding or not if we're dating other people or not. And also, like when you when you're saying what you're saying uh-huh. as a woman, I feel like if you're doing the most for me and you don't even know me, then I'm not special. I feel like then you're giving everybody that treatment. Mm-hmm. And I, I also don't like that. And what does that even mean at that right. point? Right. Like, what is, exactly. If you're, if this is regular shit to you, then I'm regular shit. Right. Like, I feel like it means more if we just have this casual meetup, mm-hmm. we see a bond, and then you're going to give me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then you make me feel like, okay, he sees what he's working with, and mm-hmm. he wants to invest in this more. That would make me feel more special for me. Right. Personally. Also to that, I think it's silly of women to expect the average man to come out the gate doing the most. Like, how do you follow that? And most people can't follow that consistently. So then you're also expecting this grandiose situation that most men can't sustain. So don't you want to know? What you're working with up front, in all actuality, yeah, yeah, versus this like f- potentially fake thing mm-hmm. where it's just like he just spent his fucking rent money mm-hmm. on you, and then <laughs> from here on out, it's like oh he can't he can't afford any of this right. in all actuality. No, that's... and and chances are neither can she. Right. <laughs> you know, we're, we're both right. able to afford it. Right. For, for, so that's, for that's also, that's also wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important to ask yourself this, what, it, what are you trying to get out of a, a date, an interaction, a meetup, whatever you want to call it with the, uh, another person? Are you just trying to get a meal out of it? Because if you're just trying to get a meal out of it, I can see see where you would value where you go to eat because that's all you're concerned about. But if it's your goal to get to know this person, what does it matter? Why can't you appreciate someone saying, hey, let's go walk around Lake Eola. Yeah. And let's talk and get to know one another. And then you walk past the ice cream stand and now you all are eating ice cream together. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. What's wrong with getting a cup of coffee? And then walking around Winter Garden. Oh, yeah. Or Winter Park or mm-hmm. Wh- mm-hmm. wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Yeah. If if your intentions are to get to know the person. Right. Why why would you block that? Why would you block that by mm-hmm. saying, nope, not good enough for me. I'm out. <laughs> You're only doing that person a favor. <laughs> right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because <laughs> right. it, it and I and I know some people say, oh, he's just being frugal, he's being cheap, and that's why he's, no, 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 it's, it ain't got nothing to do. I'll spend money. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I got no problem. I have no problem with that. But if I'm trying to get to know someone, I want to get to know someone. And I'll be honest with you, 
movie, that's a, t- a terrible date because you'll never get to know the person. You, no, you literally no just agreed, hey, for $20, I'm, we're Sit agreeing, we're going to ignore one another for two hours <laughs> and then we might talk about how we feel about the movie yeah. afterwards. But even even a dinner date, it's it's a best behavior kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to mm-hmm. get the raw out of somebody. Mm, no. you're, you're in this low lit place mm-hmm. staring at someone spending time trying to not look silly while you eat food yeah, because of yeah. you know it's just, it's just a weird thing yeah just get out walk around talk to somebody and then later on after you want to do that then now you can shut up and put food in your mouth yeah and enjoy that right but until then it was like what and what, what are we doing here but it plays to that whole narrative that kevin samuels was drilling 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 is that we're r.i.p yeah right is that is that we're <laughs> Right? Remember how? Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> he was drilling in the, into the heads of there are a certain kind of people out there that believe that they are valued higher than what they are valued at. A certain right? kind of people or some women. And, and people like this that make these lists. These are places <laughs> that I do not want to go. <laughs> <laughs> to what you're saying is, and is, and this is what I agree with, is that most, most people in the United States of America fall under the blanket of, or fall under the umbrella of, these are the things that they can afford, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. right? And it, and no, sh- no shot, no. and and no, no diss. I swear to you, or any, anything like that. Which then means that this is what most males can afford, then this is what most females can afford. And if you are trying to get to that restaurant where you're looking at $200 a plate, mm-hmm. right? $100 a plate or, you know, wherever it may be. If you're, if you're looking for those type of places, then there are a certain type of people that you <laughs> have to attract. <laughs> right. And where that's their baseline. That's their baseline. That's where they. If you that's want where Ruth's they Chris frequent. and I and I and I'm and, and please trust me when I say, and you know me, right? <laughs> the last time I went to Roots Chris, what was I wearing? I know. What was I wearing? Shorts. Shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> Poof. That's how I felt about Roots Chris. <laughs> No respect for it. So I'm not saying Roots Chris because I think that this is the, creme the, the top creme. of the, the creme yeah. de la creme. I'm not saying that. But we can all agree that that's better than the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. And typically someone that doesn't want to go to Cheesecake Factory would be okay with going to Roots Chris mm-hmm. on the first date. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that that's... No. I went there in shorts, sneakers, and a t-shirt. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah. th- be, because... Of where we've been. And that's how I view that place. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's not. No, no, no. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's 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 mid. It's mid. If you know okay, be honest. All, be honest. No, I'm only laughing because I, I love I love it. I love it from you. Okay. All right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for at your baseline, those males are going to find you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you it's not and it's not gonna be speak, on Bumble. You can speak to this. It, yeah. You can speak yeah. to this. They're going to find you. Yeah. These are the ones that are gonna fly you out. These are the ones that are gonna get in your DMs. Not, yeah. 
And it's because you function a lot. And a lot of times it's because you're functioning within a certain circle Mm -hmm. where these males find you and it is expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're not getting any pushback from it. No. And it's only going to get better. It's like Cheesecake Factory, you wouldn't even need a list. You wouldn't need a not list, a not here list. Because it's like these people wouldn't even, it just wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be an option. Right. Let alone, I would never go there. Yeah, no shit. What are you talking? What is it? What is that? Mm-hmm. Where? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> and and that's that's the harsh reality is that a lot of people don't want to swallow this pill of you're getting what you yeah. deserve, yeah. like what what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is what you deserve. Right. This is what you deserve, and that's not a bad thing. Right. Not a bad thing. That, right. That sounds harsh, mm-hmm. and it sounds bad, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So. We and and more so you you have been in rooms with like tens yeah like you've been in rooms with women mm-hmm. that these one percenters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go after mm-hmm. yeah they're not on dating no or, or definitely not on, on a bumble or a, and know. they're not making these videos no yeah and they're not making lists. They're not, they're, not, no. they're not doing any of that. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Right. But it, it is what it is. I, I, just, I just wanted to speak my mind and say, fellas, if you do not feel comfortable, you cannot afford, you don't want to do it, whatever it may be, do not fall into this bullshit narrative that on the first date, you have to take somewhere, someone somewhere nice. On the first date, you should be getting to know this person. I say yeah. spend zero dollars. <laughs> spend zero dollars. And if it goes right, stop at a, a, a ice cream stand. Mm-hmm. Stop and go get a burrito or whatever it may be. Somewhere, somewhere. Because it, it doesn't matter because you all are just engaged. And I in speaking feel like the right woman would uh, would be on board with that. Though. Right. And that's what you want. Right. Because your, you your, your energies, you're trying to fill out energies. Yeah. It's matching and all this other stuff. And it, and it just it just works out that way. And if this person gives you... Uh, no, not doing that. None of that. It just it's take it as the universe just did you a yep. favor. That's they what just you need did to you a favor mm-hmm. because if this person can't be grateful for the ultimate currency, which is your time, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. time, if they can't be grateful for that, then they're never going to be grateful for anything. Right. And it just is what it is. And then for women, just just be a bit more realistic mm-hmm. in your expectations. And give it a few dates before you write men off. Right. Because think about it. Like, do you want a guy who's treating you like he's treating every other woman? Investing in you the way he's investing in anybody else he doesn't know? Like, then, you know. Then all you're going to get out of this is a meal. Is and the nothing same. Else. And if that's what you want, I guess that's fine. And that's cool. Right. I guess it goes to be realistic about what it is that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Because if you're looking for true connection, then, you know, have a little bit more patience. patience. Right. Because if the exchange is, I take you to a nice restaurant and you let me fuck, 
easy day. <laughs> yeah. Easy day. It's about the, a little bit cheaper than a prostitute, a nice prostitute. It's, a, it's an easy day. <laughs> right. It's a fair exchange. But if I'm trying to get to know you, it's going to look differently. Right. It's going to look differently. Right. And then more than likely, like like I mentioned before, more than likely, when I'm opening up my wallet to invest somewhere nice in in and really try to court you, which so I, I understand the idea of that. It's because I don't think that falls in the first date realm. No, 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 no. You're not. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't. You're not think courting so. on a meetup. No, that's not no. a real court. You're feeling out. Correct. It's a completely different right. thing. Right. To see if you're worth courting. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure maybe I've been talked about in a, a crowd of women. Oh, he, <laughs> he wanted to walk around Lake Eola for the first date. Yeah, bitch, I don't, I don't know you. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course. I want to get to know you. I want right. to make sure that you're you, that you're not 30 pounds heavier than, than your picture. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck around. I don't know you. And not for nothing, I want to see how you interact with somebody. I want to yeah. see how you interact. You know, I want to see if you're going to have an attitude or you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. it may be. I, I want to see, you know, right. so I want you moving around. I want to see how you walk. I think that's important. I think we underestimate that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't pay yeah. enough attention to knees, <laughs> yeah, exactly. ankles, feet. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I want to see if, if you know, how your shoes are worn down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I want to yeah. know, are you, are you, are you, you got a, too much going on in the instep. I, I want. I want to know <laughs> these things. I need to know what what sneakers are you about to show up with. Yeah, these are these are important things. Are you wearing sneakers? Are you wearing sneakers? Yeah. <laughs> are you are your toenails dirty? What's right. happening? Right. God damn. Walking is. Is important. your phone screen cracked? What is happening right now? <laughs> Walking is important. Let's go. Take take. I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. Take people on walks. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Move you learn a lot. Try to get the bitch to try to jump somehow too. <laughs> see how she see the knees knocking as she goes to. Can she jump? I and I ain't talking about question. I ain't talking about fats. I'm talking about just right, in just, general. Just in general. Can she move? Right. Is she out of breath when she's walking with you? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Take him on walk. Get to know him. Get to know him. And for all you ladies out there. Just know that the universe is telling you what your value was, what your value is, and for that, the, and and for the fellas too. Harsh. For the fellas yeah. too, the the universe is telling you what your value is, and, and 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 appreciate that. Yeah, and and I know. And then, like, I don't know. I feel like as a woman, are you expecting a dude to do some shit for you that you can't do for yourself? Or like that? That's telling then. Or what are even you really this, looking for? Or even this, what if they can do for themselves? Because we know women are out here making money. They're very successful. And it's, it's no, a, but I'm just saying, I, I wonder if a lot of women creating this list of the places that they don't want to go and in their mind, the places they do want to go, bitch, can you, can you afford that mm -hmm. even? Like looking for a come up, that's growth. Mm -hmm. That's just the wrong energy. Right. It really is. But even if you can do it for yourself, which is, I would imagine, realistically, if, if someone's being realistic, I would imagine that is why they would have this, you know, turn your nose up at a, you I don't know, know. Uh, whatever. I don't know. But, but, but let's say, let's say they can do it for themselves. Okay. Cool. So you could do it for yourself. Okay. You're single. So what is it that you want? Because if, if you could take yourself out to this place to eat then, and that's all you want to do, then just 
Go on a date with Giselle. That's why I feel that way. That's why I feel like I wonder if that's true because most women who can do things for themselves aren't worried about it. Because they're not, they're, not worried, they're not worried about those experiences because they've already done it. Now you're now you're more concerned about the time. Correct. Because I can't spend. I think time somebody like that would value a coffee date. Because you've done because it. Because it's all. like, I don't have time. I don't have the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Are you worth me? Like, I, I could go somewhere nice. Like, are right. you worth that for me? I like, could I travel. gotta block I out. I could travel myself. Correct. Right. So if I could travel right. myself, now I just wanna know would you be a good travel exactly. buddy? Exactly. Well, I enjoy your yeah, company. Exactly. Can we figure that out? Yes. I, I, that's how I feel. Yeah. No, I, I, listen, I get it. I get it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to think in my head. Have I, have I ever had any, verbal pushback from anything i don't i don't know but i'm also very oblivious to things in, in terms of like <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe you could have been upset with me about something but i but i think i don't know ah eh, whatever you also look how you look so then i also feel like okay well this is not disappointing what do you mean oh like walking around the park and i no i'm saying the way you look so it's just like if when when I saw you in person, I'm like, oh, this is nice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, you look saying. good. So it's like, okay, even if this is a waste of time, like, this, he still looks good. So it's like, okay, this is fine. Yeah, I get it. I'm I get not it. that mad about it. Be, yeah. Okay. Like, this is okay. Even if this doesn't go anywhere, like, it was a complete waste of time. Fair enough. Well, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just don't do it. Versus like if it's a guy where you're just like, oh God, like he doesn't look as good in person. You're like, oh, this is not. Happening. No. Mm. Yeeks. Yeeks. Well, I, I remember those. <laughs> I remember those. Because a lot, a lot of people out here, like I said, they're, they're posting pictures from 2009. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's some bullshit. Are right, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. All right, people, thank you for rocking with us. This has been another episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast, a podcast where we saying shit, but we ain't saying shit. As always, I go by the name Nathan Mitchell, and I did this with the lovely Christina. Bye. Peace. Bye-bye.